Warning, this podcast contains discussions of mental health that may be distressing. If you need help, you are not alone. A link to a list of helplines is available in the description. If it is an emergency, dial 111 or the equivalent for your country. Shit, man, you look like you've seen a ghost. Ghost, 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 ghost. Welcome to episode 2 of Ghosts and Stuff. My name's Cameron Gray. Fucking hell, who thought we'd actually get to episode 2? I mean, not me. Uh, having a look at some of, at the, some of the stats on the first episode's listenership. Only four of you! Fucking hell, where the hell are you people? <laughs> uh, well, thank you if you are listening and you're just not showing up on the stats... Yeah, thank you for listening. I really would appreciate it uh, if you start sh- sharing the show around with your friends. Just share it on Facebook, Twitter, where, where, where the fuck ever. Um, because it really does help to grow the listenership and to really get what I'm doing out there. So uh, please consider sharing this episode once you're done listening to it. Because uh, I really hope it's a good one. Uh First up, I did want to address some feedback from the first episode, um, because I did get some messages from people fairly close to me that they thought that I was being a bit harsh about men in general, you know, me saying men, we suck and all that kind of thing, um, and they, some of them made the point that uh, often, in terms of like sh- shitty things that men do, it's often the minority who ruin things for everyone else. And yeah, that is a fairly fair point, but I think regardless, a lot of societal expectations of masculinity need to change. We need to get rid of all the toxic shit. We need to stop thinking that what we have right now in terms of views of masculinity, that they're all acceptable. Uh, Because to tell you the truth, a lot of these expectations are complete bullshit anyway. Uh, most people really don't care at all, um, but the fact that there are still people out there who think that you have to conform to certain expectations, uh, yeah, that shit's got to get the fuck out of here. But yeah, thanks for the feedback on that. Uh, I do appreciate it. Um, if you do want to give feedback and you're not like a family member or anything like that, uh, do follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GreyMatterNZ. Uh, I would I don't post very often, uh, but but it is probably the best way to reach me if you don't already know me. Um, I do have some exciting news to share. I'm going to be on the fucking radio. So a lovely journalist from Radio New Zealand by the name of Teresa Cowie interviewed me for Insight, a weekly current affairs show. It's kind of like 60 Minutes, but, you know, on the radio. Um, And she interviewed me for an episode coming up which is focusing on students slash young people and mental health. In particular, she's asking the question, why are young people so stressed out? It's a fair question to ask if you ask me. 
it wasn't just me talking to her. We also, I was uh, with Alex, my peer support mentor from Picky, uh, and an early fan of the show. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Uh, you're welcome to join me anytime. Um, yeah, we talked at the same time, uh, him mostly focusing on his role as the mentor and me as the uh, recipient of his uh, services, I guess. Um, it was a pretty interesting interview, actually. We ended up talking for about an hour and a half, uh, which I didn't certainly didn't expect but like um it ended up being a lot of the same things that i'm probably going to be talking about in the show as we go forward uh but if you are interested in listening to it i don't know exactly when it's going going to air uh but it does but insight is on every sunday morning uh at eight quarter past eight and on monday evenings at quarter to nine on uh, rnz national and uh, the episode will also be available as a podcast uh, available from the rnz website um, and you can download that and listen to it anytime uh, if you're listening to this podcast after the insight episode has already aired uh welcome please listen to all of it even the destiny stuff uh destiny may not necessarily be something you're interested in but to be honest that game and video games in general are a part of my mental health journey and I personally think that there are benefits to being an active player of games uh, which includes you know not just playing the game but being a part of the community that surrounds it and I kind of see my role as trying to make games accessible and enjoyable for everyone uh, plus there's just some content gold in them their hills i mean with a company that fucks up as often as bungie i mean there's a lot to talk about so let's talk about it actually before we move on i just want to let you know that uh i've i'm not going to post the podcast on soundcloud anymore because i started doing that but then i realized that there was actually a much easier way to upload uh podcast episodes uh, to multiple services through a service called anchor.fm no this is not an ad i did not get paid by them i just think that the service is really useful uh, so it, i upload it to anchor.fm and it's now available and the podcast is now available wherever you get your podcast pretty much uh, there is an rss feed which i will link in the description uh, and if you want to listen uh, there are a number of services available so, you can listen to Ghosts and Stuff on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. So, you know, pick your favourite and uh, go from there. Right, on with it! What? What? How? So, what's pissing off the Destiny community this week? Well, it feels like literally fucking everything. So, uh, this past Wednesday... On the day that I'm recording this, uh, a new season of content called Season of the Worthy has started. And let's just say that there are quite a few things that people are not really happy about. First up, emblems. Now, in Destiny, uh, emblems are, uh, according to the Destinypedia wiki, collectible icons and backgrounds for player nameplates. Uh, emblems are visible to other players in loading screens, uh, player roster listings, and uh, when you get killed in a PvP mode. Uh, so my personal emblem that I use on my main character is called Orbital Cartographer, 
and it's actually a tribute to NASA, and in particular, a mission that involves a satellite being deliberately crashed onto the moon. Um, so in the game, you can actually go to the moon and find that satellite, and then once you uh, activate it, you get the emblem. It's pretty cool, actually. I actually use it as my uh, phone's uh, background wallpaper, <laughs> so that shows how much I like that in particular, that emblem in particular. And as that might suggest, a lot of people are really attached to their emblems. But Bungie, in their infinite wisdom, decided to change the emblem system to enable players to show off whatever stats they wanted to highlight out of a select group. However, many emblems already had special stat trackers that went all the way back to the launch of Destiny 2 back in 2017. So you'd have a special emblem that showed off how many gold medals you earned in crucible matches or how much of the seasonal currency that you donated to the uh, special event at the end of last season. Um, yeah, these special ones were removed without any warning. None. Whatsoever. We got plenty of information before the season. They did not mention this change once. And in one fell swoop... Bungie essentially erased two and a half years worth of progress for a shit ton of players. Bungie said that, uh, quote, a few bones needed to break on emblems in order to reset them for a brighter future. But let's just say this was not received well. Some people on the uh, Destiny subreddit noted that they in particular felt sorry for the guy who donated 1 million of a special currency uh, from last season called Polarized Fractaline to the uh, end of season event. Um, and yeah, donating a million Fractaline, that was quite a lot. It, like, actually donating in the game, it took like five, a five second button press to do that. So he wasted hours of his time donating this fucking currency only to see that stack completely wiped away well not not entirely anyway uh, Bungie have said that they're going to walk back the changes slightly by introducing some of those special trackers later this season so because it turns out that the actual stats themselves weren't lost just the ability to show them off but still that's gotta piss you off if you've really put a ton of effort into this one particular activity and the rewards of that are completely gone now well sometimes i just don't understand why these changes need need to be made it, it's not like anybody asked for this i think that people did ask for like customizable stat trackers to put on like blank emblems and stuff but but they wanted those special stat trackers to you know, stay behind. <sighs> God, this annoys me. Uh, next up is the actual new season content as well. As it turns out, it's pretty much a rehash of the last season, with similar mechanics based around completing bounties and acquiring a special currency, which we spent to upgrade like a special thing. I can't remember what it's called right now. Which is honestly not very exciting, because it basically just means going to a destination, grabbing bounties, and then just playing the game as you normally would. That's not 
exactly fun, you know. I mean, Destiny in general is is enjoyable. Like that's why I keep playing it. But like, bounties do not necessarily equal content. What people want in terms of content is like new activities, new things to do in the game. There's already a shit ton of things to do in Destiny 2 at the moment, but it's like, but this new seasonal model is all about making the world feel like it's evolving, and Bungie themselves have actually admitted that they're not doing a very good job of that. Um, there are actually new pu- like public events, which you can just run into and start up and they are enjoyable if you have other people around but like there's no new matchmade activity like we've gotten in the last couple of seasons and that's kind of a good thing I guess because these matchmade activities while we're not necessarily the best like in a couple of seasons ago it was the absolute drizzling shits if I'm gonna be honest um and they were all basically like rehashes of activities we've already got in the game um I actually personally prefer this public event model because it does contribute to the idea of an evolving world. Uh, Whether they actually stay behind after the season's over remains to be seen because we know to a certain extent that things as they've been going are not sustainable. Like new content being constantly added but not a lot of it having any meaning. And some of the older content, the stuff you... Things like Strikes and Gambit and stuff are kind of getting left behind by all the new shit that's that's coming in. Now, in terms of loot that we can earn this season, um, it actually turns out that there may not actually be much new loot worth chasing. Uh, Other than an exotic quest for uh, a shotgun known as the Fourth Horseman, that was an exotic shotgun that was actually in Destiny 1, Uh, most of the new weapons that have been introduced into the game's loot pool, they can't have perk rolls that increase both your reload speed and damage simultaneously. And people were pretty annoyed with it, because, like, reload speed and damage perks are, like, the most important ones you can get. Like... The classic role of Outlaw and Rampage, which uh, which gives you both increased reload speed after a precision kill and increased damage immediately after reloading. Like, that's considered, like, a good perk role on pretty much any gun in the game. But this change kind of makes sense when you consider that Bungie is considering introducing weapon retirement into the game within the next year or so. Uh, so guns that you earned like at a certain time period won't be able to be leveled up fully so you won't be able to use them in like high level activities anymore if i'm gonna be honest this doesn't exactly bode well for the future of the game because i I saw a post on the destiny subreddit that said something along the lines of a loot based game without worthwhile loot is a dead game and if there's no worthwhile loot chasing then what are we playing the game for just to pass the time i mean that's what we're doing anyway but like you've got to give us a goal something we can attain every time we log into the game uh will they change it yeah maybe uh i guess it depends on the feedback they get because a lot of people consider like destiny's core gameplay to be based around a power fantasy like we become stronger and stronger and we become more powerful than we've ever been and 
But that introduces an issue of power creep, which is what the weapon retirement stuff is for, where suit where weapons just have to get getting more powerful in terms of like the damage output and the perk rolls and stuff like that uh, in order for new stuff to be viable. But uh, yeah, the new stuff isn't viable though, and that's kind of the problem. Yeah, just something to think about. On a slightly more positive note, Trials is back. Uh, so, Trials of Osiris, uh, if you unaware, it's a three-on-three competitive mode which is based on the elimination game type. So, the goal of each match is to kill all the opposing players or have more team members alive at the end of a round. You can revive your teammates and that's the only way you can get back into the game. Uh, rounds last around three minutes and the first of five rounds wins the match. And, but the ultimate goal of Trials is to go flawless or win seven matches. Uh, however, if you lose three matches, you have to reset what's known as your Trials ticket and start the climb again. It's sweaty as fuck, it's super fucking competitive, and it's a shit ton of fun to play with your friends. Uh, also, uh, light level matters, like the power level of your character matters in Trials. Of course, Bungie managed to nearly fuck it all up, as I explained last week. So if you don't remember uh, the artifact, which is like uh, which gives you bonus power level as you level up th- your season pass, gives you um, which basically allows for you to have near infinite light level. Um, that was enabled for this first week because it had already gone out for certification when they announced that it was going to be disabled. So, needless to say, me and my fire team encountered more than one player who was already over a thousand light level. And they fucking destroyed us. In fact, my team got destroyed in pretty much every game we played. We were completely unprepared for just how competitive it was going to be. I'm actually pretty sure that we came up against people who had already gone flawless and would just had just reset their ticket so they could try again and get more loot rolls, I guess. But yeah, we got fucking creamed. I I I, I mean, and they were fucking teabagging us, and they were. And, using their emotes and stuff, just, God, like, yeah, it it was fun to play with them, but, uh, I, I was just completely unprepared for how actually competitive it was going to be, um, and I know now that I've got to pretty much be at the light level limit to be able to be competitive in the game. Um, in terms of what, guns people are using the meta seems to be revolving around hard light uh this is uh, an exotic auto rifle that was previously pretty garbage now hard light's main perks is that it has no damage fall off and ricocheting rounds that can actually damage enemies which are can be pretty useful uh, in particular um but the main issue that this gun had for a very long time was that it had excessive camera shake. Like, it shook your camera around so much that it, one, made your motion sick, and two, made the gun completely unusable because you just could not shoot straight. Well, Bungie fixed that, 
And they also gave a general buff to auto rifles at the start of the new season. Uh, and so me and my fire team went in all with hard light. And yeah, we still got creamed. Often with people that also had hard light. Uh, at least one YouTuber has said that he never wants to see that particular gun ever again. And I'm pretty sure that it may indeed come in for nerfs uh, in the near future if, like, it becomes too good. Because that's just the way that things roll in this fucking game. Things get too good, and even if they're fun to use, they're not fun to come up against, so they got to get nerfed. Also, me and my team just need to practice a little bit more. Now that I've had a bit of a moan, I, I guess for, just for a moment, I want to discuss my feelings around the Destiny community in general, because uh, to be honest, I've made the mistake of thinking that the majority of the player base are also on Reddit, or they're on the Bungie.net forums. Uh the latter I avoid as it's almost entirely complaining, while on Reddit it's about 75% complaining, 15% slightly more positive things, and 5% cool fan art. And I've been paying attention in particular to the subreddit because that's how I get a lot of my news regarding Destiny. And it's, and it's also how I kind of gauge how the community is feeling about certain things, like all the things I dis I've discussed earlier. But... If I'm going to be completely honest, these forums, they don't necessarily represent the majority of the player base. Yes, there's a lot of them. Yes, they are vocal. But I wonder how many people have actually played Destiny and have never even looked at the subreddit or the forums. Except maybe like once to get tips on how to finish something. I would go out on a limb and say it's more than you might think. Now, I'm saying this because I initially looked at the subreddit on the first day of the new season before I started playing, and I swear my hand was coated in a fine layer of salt when I was done. My heart sank seeing all these people that were actually really disappointed in the new content drop, and it actually made me seriously consider not playing the season at all um because like i'm not exactly looking forward to grinding out bounties just to get more currency and stuff like that and and, and like invested all this in season ending event because that doesn't necessarily seem enjoyable to me like the excitement that I get from Destiny is when new stuff drops, like like new guns and new things to do. But, however, I actually saw a post from Pat, uh, formerly of Super Best Friends Play and a regular Destiny 2 player, which actually got me thinking, and I'm going to quote him right here, I always feel out of place with Destiny. Everyone's always screaming about how awful it is, but I enjoy it. Maybe it's because I take it less seriously? Though that stat-tracking shit is a colossal, colossal unbelievable fuck-up, Jesus Christ. End quote. Um, yeah, he's not wrong. Why should we take this game so seriously? It's a fucking video game. It's meant to be fun. We don't need to take everything around the game so seriously and maybe I sound hypocritical talk, talking about everything that is worth complaining about in the game but 
I enjoy the game. But it's not like my entire fucking life revolves around it. I have a job. I I try to have a social life outside of gaming, outside of Destiny. It's And sometimes it does feel like everyone that's complaining, they have absolutely no fucking lives. In fact, I was talking about it with my fire team while we were in trials and I was and we were complaining about all the people that got up to fucking a thousand light level already and uh, uh, one of my teammates asked the question why are we getting matched against these people and I answered his question with another question how do you kill that which has no life (laughs) yeah I do not have the time of day to fucking devote my life to destiny and why would I want to because that would mean that I never get out of the house that would mean that Everything that I've worked for in my social life would completely disappear. As little of a social life as I actually have. I I do try and maintain friendships. I do try and see other people and do things other than play video games all day. Like, some people would say that getting to play video games as a job would be the fucking dream. But having heard experiences of people who've actually worked in the game industry, that's not at all the case. Um... If you work in QA in particular, I know your job is not fun at all, and you often get the shit end of the stick, because uh, it seems like the video game industry just not does not give a shit about people in QA, for whatever reason, despite the fact that they've probably got the most important job, which is making sure that the fucking game works. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I'm sounding a bit ranty today, so I, I think we're going to... I'm going to take a quick break... And we're going to come back, we're going to talk about something completely different. Hi, Cameron here. This is the point in most podcasts where you would hear an ad. I once thought that my talents could be best put to use in advertising, but I realised that would probably require me to make positive statements about things I don't like. That still holds true, so for now, this podcast is completely ad-free. Yay! I also don't have a Patreon, as I'm doing this as a hobby rather than as a job, and I have no overhead costs yet. If you want to support me, the best way to do so is to share this podcast as far and wide as you can. Share it with your colleagues that you only relate to because everyone else in the office is a boomer. Share it with the friend you secretly suspect is sleeping with your partner. Share it with your mum for all I care. Also, follow me on Twitter at GreyMatterNZ. Thanks! Now, back to the magic. Take on. Go to Mum's, kill Phil, Sorry. grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that uh, you've already guessed what I'm, what I'm going to be talking about by that clip intro. No, not zombies. Although, you never know. Um, yep, that's right. We're talking about COVID-19. That fucking coronavirus. It is completely unavoidable at the moment. Maybe not in terms of the actual virus itself, if you're taking the proper precautions. But if you are paying attention to the news and stuff like that, um, I myself am pretty much completely unable to avoid hearing about it because, one... Uh, 
I work for a large public service organisation. I am not going to say which one because I don't want people trying to track me down. Uh, two, I work for the internal comms team of said large public service organisation. And it is literally part of my job description to be informing people of things that are going on and how they affect the organisation. Let's just say that uh, coronavirus is the talk of the town and... Uh, we're not quite at the stage where we have to be self-isolating yet, but uh, we are. I think we're going to be getting there eventually. Um, but hopefully, uh, if uh, a large outbreak is avoided, that won't be necessary. Because, like, I actually do need to get out of the house. Uh, and going to work is the only thing that allows me to do that at the moment, uh, considering my lack of a social life. Now, hearing about how potentially dangerous and deadly... COVID-19 is, um, yeah, it can make you anxious. It's perfectly understandable. It's fairly normal, I'd say, for this kind of situation. And your feelings on the matter are completely valid. Because, yeah, it, it is kind of scary to think that there's a virus out there which is pretty much brand new. Nobody knows how to cure it yet. Um... And a lot of the coping mechanisms that people normally use, uh, such as watching sport, going to the movies or the bars, or just going out in general, unfortunately they're affected too, just because we've got to try and prevent the spread by minimising contact with other people. Yeah, being in and around large groups just isn't advisable right now. Even if you live here in New Zealand, where we haven't had a sustained outbreak, uh, low-risk individuals have a really big role to play in preventing a widespread outbreak. So, uh, I my immediate advice is, uh, if you are feeling sick, please stay at home. And uh, if you have been in contact with someone who you know for certain has the virus, then, you know... Contact Healthline, ring that phone number, I'm not, I can't remember what it is right now, but you should already be all over that, because uh, we want to contain this thing, we want to take it on and defeat it, because uh, pandemics like this have happened before, humanity survived, and while it feels like everything's crumbling down, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to survive this one, in fact I was talking to my doctor this morning about about it, uh, because completely unrelated to anything um, uh, coronavirus um, and she did say it is perfectly normal to be anxious about it but the fact is we're probably going to be okay especially here in New Zealand where we haven't had a large sustained outbreak yet. Now if you are feeling unwell and you are staying at home I want you to know that it's probably going to be really fucking boring. It's probably going to suck a lot and as someone who does really leave the house and doesn't like going out in general I know what it feels like to be cooped up and isolated it is possible to overcome these feelings um usually you would just go out and try and be around other people but unfortunately that's just not an option in this case so, I guess for the benefit of those not used to it, I humbly present 
An introvert's guide to self-isolation. So, first up, make sure you are well stocked up on supplies. Not just toilet paper and tissues and hand sanitizer and all the things that the supermarkets already run out of because everyone's gone and panic bought everything, but anything and everything that you need to not only survive, but feel comfortable. Now, food and water, uh, yeah, that's the obvious place to start. Now, if you're, if you're particularly wealthy, you can certainly order a pizza or get Uber Eats every night. But for many like myself, uh, that just isn't an option. Sure, I've got the bank of mum and dad that I can fall back on, but they're not an infinite money pit, unfortunately. Um, so as much as they might like to make sure that I'm happy and well, uh, if I was self-isolating, uh, I don't think that extends to pizza and Uber Eats every night. So stock up on meals that are easy to prepare and require very little cleanup afterwards. If it means stuff like baked beans, tin spaghetti on toast, microwave frozen stuff, uh, like leaning tower frozen pizzas and stuff like that, so be it. Like it's gonna, it's only gonna be temporary, and and it's not like that. The food supply is gonna be completely fucked. Like it might be like in a few months from now, but right now things are pretty good in terms of food supply. So. Don't worry about that. Just get whatever you need. Buy only what you need and nothing more. Do not panic buy. Because there are a ton of other people out there who rely on certain products being available. Like, say you've got like irritable bowel syndrome or something and you need to go to the toilet very often. Like, they're shit out of luck. <laughs> oh god, I think I just made a really bad joke. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, uh, unfortunately, they're not going to have much, you know, toilet paper to, you know, wipe their bums with. And I do know that in Australia, uh, the Woolworths supermarket chain, uh, they're actually opening up their first hour of trade exclusively for elderly people and people with disabilities in particular to buy their groceries and supplies and things because there's so many stupid fucking idiots out there that are panic buying everything and all the little old ladies and people that actually need the important some really important stuff from the supermarket can't get it because it's completely gone off the shelves now if you aren't able to stock up on things before you go into self-isolation i would say ask a friend who is well enough to go to the supermarket for you now just because you might be eating tinned spaghetti or baked beans for more nights than you would like to I would definitely advise treating yourself whenever you can, but minimize contact uh, with other people if you are, like, getting pizza or Uber Eats. Uh, I do know that Domino's has a zero-contact delivery option available now where they can leave your pizza out by the door so you don't have to talk to anyone. It's actually great regardless of COVID-19 if you're fairly introverted like myself and don't really want to talk to the pizza guy um, and I'm actually hoping that they don't get rid of it when the pandemic winds down. Now moving away from food slight, just ever so slightly, uh, if you're sharing plates and utensils with uh, flatmates or family I would say clean them immediately after you finish with them uh, so it'll minimize the chances of infecting anybody else because you've got all your germs all, all over things 
and, and besides, nobody likes dirty dishes sitting in the sink for fucking ages. Uh, believe me, uh, some people go absolutely apeshit when dirty dishes are not cleaned up for a f- long time. So, yeah. I'd just say do it anyway, regardless of whether or not you're self-isolating. Just clean your fucking dishes whenever you can. Now, obviously, because you're not going to be leaving the house while you're self-isolating, you're going to need some entertainment options, and make sure you have plenty available. a wide, As wide a selection as you have available to you. And thanks to streaming services, pretty much any TV show or movie that you could conceivably think of is available to stream online. Uh, I would advise making sure that your subscriptions are paid for in advance, so it's one thing less thing you have to stress about while you're in the self-isolation process. Uh, or if you can't, or if you can't afford it, just ask a friend if they you can borrow their login. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are willing to help you out being in that situation Uh, if you do enjoy your video games you probably already have a backlog of games in your steam library or on your console or whatever that you've been meaning to play for fucking ages but you just haven't gone around to now is the perfect opportunity to clear that backlog and try something new of course, if you're playing Destiny like I am, there will always be things to do, even if it's just mindlessly gr- grinding some bounties or mucking about in the Crucible. Uh, Destiny is free to play as well, so there's no excuse to not at least try it if you've never played it before. And on that note, if you can't afford to buy any games right now, or if you don't really have a backlog, do look at some of the free-to-play stuff that's out there. There's... Uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which just came out, and I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, there's Warframe, which is basically Destiny with uh, just more jumping space ninjas. There's even goddamn Fortnite if you're really fucking desperate. Just have fun and try to forget all about it, because otherwise you're just going to worry yourself and make yourself even more sick. Try not to panic, I'd say, is an important thing. And on that note, I would actually advise not watching any 24-hour news channels or reading news websites all day. Now, the pandemic is being extensively covered everywhere you turn, and it can feel pretty fucking overwhelming. Believe me, I know. Most of the news outlets, however, are run by corporations, and they're usually looking just for anything that'll get them clicks or views so they can serve you with ads. Uh, I think it's really important to point out that, particularly when it comes to 24-hour news networks, uh, sometimes the information they get, they get it pretty much straight away. They may not necessarily, it may not necessarily be accurate information, so don't, so I'd say if you are going to watch the news, stick to like the 6pm bulletin on like the the major channels and not the 24-hour news networks. Uh, just because something is on TV does not mean that it's trustworthy. Same goes for anything you read online as well. Um, on that note, you may also want to avoid social media because it is just all too easy for misinformation and bullshit conspiracy theories to just spread like wildfire, particularly from, particularly on Facebook and stuff. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you've all got that one friend or one family member that does nothing but share bullshit conspiracy theories about where this started and like 
none of it is helpful. It may that it may help the, give them a sense of comfort, but like you, if you know it's complete bullshit, then just cut it out entirely. That's just life advice in general, not just for the pandemic. Cut out anyone that shares bullshit conspiracy theories on Facebook. It's just not worth the effort. Also, just because the virus originated in China uh, doesn't mean you should be racist towards, well, anyone really. Uh, Because I do know that there are cases out there of people of uh, Asian descent being uh, assaulted in the street, uh, of uh, being attacked uh, either online or stuff like that, simply because people are worried that they'll get infected just because they are Asian. That's fucking horseshit. Don't be a racist cunt. <laughs> I can't put it any more bluntly than that. You should, however, pay attention to anything that's being said by public health officials. Um, follow their advice because they're the fucking experts. They know what the fuck they're talking about. I am not necessarily an expert. I am basing most of this guide mostly on personal experience of being alone and self-isolating and in general advice that that I've also come across for this kind of situation. Now, uh, if you have a diagnosed mental health condition that may be exacerbated by self-isolation, make sure that you have a plan to cope if you are experiencing distress. Uh, if you're seeing a counsellor or therapist, uh, it may be a good idea to have a session with them just over the phone, uh, so you, you minimise contact, uh, and just to discuss your feelings about the situation and ask for advice. I mean, that's what they're there for, I reckon. So why not use them even if you can't get to the office? I mean, I, I imagine that most uh, would not be taking any appointments anyway just to minimise the risk of contracting the virus. Um I'd also say that you should have at least one person other than your counsellor or therapist that you can call regularly just to, ta- just to chat to. Even if it's your mum or your dad or other parental figure. Oh, and if you're on medication, uh, make sure that you have enough to last the entire self-isolation period. Um, and above all, I think you should know that this isn't going to last forever. The best of humanity tends to come out when we're in times of crisis, and already there are countless scientists, medical professionals, and public servants who are all working hard to make sure that the sick get the treatment they need, that the well are doing all they can to prevent the spread, and that we beat this fucking thing. Like I said, pandemics like this have happened before, we've beat them, and they will probably happen again. And if you are self-isolating, just remember you're doing the right thing by minimizing contact with other people. It may not be fun. I don't think it's supposed to be fun. But you should know that you are doing the right thing and you are genuinely making a contribution, even if you're sitting on your ass playing fucking Destiny like I am. Also, the US should consider a universal healthcare system. We've got one in New Zealand. It's working pretty well. You're nearly there. Fight on and claim victory. Alrighty, folks. Uh, I think that'll just about do it for this week. Thank you so much again for listening. If you are um, 
please do share this episode around uh, with your friends uh, on social media, wherever you can. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do give it a five-star rating. Uh, it really does help with the visibility, and I would really appreciate it. Uh, keep an ear out on RNZ National uh, for my appearance on Insight. Uh, that will hopefully be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to go to air, but uh, just keep an ear out, and hopefully we'll be on the air soon. Uh, so, once again, thanks for listening. Wash your fucking hands. Kakiteono. Have a good day.